Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast, episode number 259 with Bob Doyle. How are you, Bob? I'm doing great. Now... One of the things I'm excited to talk about, mate, you're an international bestseller, speaker all over the globe, in demand, and I'm really excited to have you on the show. But um, one of the things I'm excited about is recently uh, a few people I've interviewed or been on their show, they've asked me to do different personality quizzes. Um, One, I come back as a console. I've done the Maya Briggs one a number of times. I'm a maverick on another one. But yours, I'm a wizard. And I'm really excited about that. Can can you explain your test? I I liked it. It was very simple, very easy. And uh, we'll send people to it at the end because I think it's really worthwhile doing. But can you describe to me, what's a wizard, mate? What am I? Well, first of all, just to give some context to people listening, this is um, my work now is helping people change their brain. I mean, I, I spent 20 years in the law of attraction conversation, and now I'm ready for people to get results. So we're working on changing their brain. And in order to change your wiring, to change your brain's wiring, it helps if you know what your current wiring is, because a lot of us are running on such autopilot that we just don't see what we don't see. And so we're not thinking about like that we're behaving in a certain way or doing, it's just how life is. But when you can see if if the light can be shown on that autopilot wiring, then you can actually take conscious control to change it if it's not serving you. So the wizard is one of the four types that that the test actually tests for. And I wanna also make super clear that this is a test that I made up totally based on 20 years of helping people with personal transformation, and it relates specifically to personal transformation. Okay, so there's the context. So a wizard is a person who loves the, and especially coming from the law of attraction conversation, loves sort of the ritual of creating their life by design. They're into the vision boards, they're into the visualizing and all the all the things, you know, all that stuff about law of attraction to sort of manifest, to conjure, you know, like a wizard. The problem that the wizard runs into, and not all of all of you know, not all the people who would test for a wizard will have this problem, but some that they tend to not be so big on the action part. They're waiting for the universe to do its thing. You know, well, I'm doing all this visualizing, I'm sending my energy out there, I'm feeling as if yeah, I'm doing all this stuff. Where is it? You know, and it's because they're waiting for stuff out there when they actually need to be that person that they're visualizing in all of these things so that they can get a result in the world that will move them forward. With that, when you're talking about the law of attraction and everything like that, do you feel that so many people in life, it's not that they get content or they just keep going, but they don't actually focus on, you know, ways to develop or ways to improve themselves. Whereas doing a quiz like this to understand things about themselves, it really does help. Yes, because see, here's the thing. The reason that most people don't get there, do that big dream, follow that big dream, is because they believe somewhere in their mind that no matter what they do, it's not going to happen for them. And that's based on early, early wiring that was probably then you know, they, they got affirmation of it because once, see, we get wired in that first seven years of our life when we're not evaluating or assessing anything. So that means that any of the beliefs and all ideas from our parents or those around us are probably gonna become a big part of our fabric of truth. But it's not really truth, is it? It's just wiring, it's what you learned. It's how you learn to look at life and make meaning out of things. And the person down the street has a completely different idea. But our brain is ready to learn whatever, and it doesn't stop being ready. So we can, starting today, 
learn a new way of being because that is all we're doing here. We're just learning something new, just like we would learn Spanish or anything else that we've never done before. There's going to be discomfort. It's going to be a journey. But if the end result is non-negotiable, you'll just take the journey. But because you know that you can, if enough time goes with practicing Spanish, you will learn Spanish and it will get wired in your head and it will be natural. But when it comes to our dreams and our big goals, we have a different idea about that. We just, we have a whole different set of criteria as to know, to know whether or not we're on track or whether it's going to happen for us. But it's all BS criteria based on our own limited wiring. Of course, we can learn to do anything. Will it take time? Sure. Guess what? It took the people you're admiring time too. They took the journey. That's the thing. People get into the law of attraction conversation. They want to bypass the journey and just have the stuff. But that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. How are you going to maintain the lifestyle of the person who the, with the stuff, if you have no clue how you got there and how to maintain it and who are you anyway. So being focusing on who you're being right, you know, who you're being is way more important than what you want. Mm -hmm. So true. And, and with that all being said, I know, obviously, you know, a lot of parents out there will blame they blame their school or their education for different things, but essentially it's everybody working together and it starts at a young age. Like you said, those first seven years, Bob, so crucial. Um, do you find though that if people, they're brought up a certain way or they're given different beliefs or different things like that, that they just get content with that because they don't want to try something new. They don't want to put into work because it's scary. It's hard. They don't want to be vulnerable. They don't want to fail. I think resigned is a better word than content. Because I don't, yeah, I don't really believe they're going to be content, but I think they'll be like, well, all right, you know, I guess I'll just do this because the other just seems impossible, but it, it, it's not impossible. It just, it's a journey that you don't know anything about. Like I couldn't speak Spanish next week. I'd have to take a journey and I can't be this brand new version of myself doing things in the world that I'm not currently doing without learning how to do them. And that takes a journey with a lot of mistakes and feedback that may not feel that great. Times where you feel like the, you're going 10 steps back, but that 10 steps back is most definitely a step forward if you act on what you learned from that 10 steps back. That's what people do who get there. They reiterate and iterate and iterate until they get there. All inventions, all technology, everything in the world, gazillions, countless errors, wanting to give up. But you just keep going because it's non-negotiable. So if you can make your vision, your goal as non-negotiable as walking or anything else that is non-negotiable, like a, a fundamental human thing, then you'll get there. You'll, you'll stop thinking about it like it's something, somehow it's different. The only thing different about it is there's a lot of emotion tied up. You've got a ton of stories that you're going to have to give up. And those, those stories are sometimes tied to your identity, what you've been telling everybody about who you are and why you can't have. Giving all that up feels pretty scary because then who are you? Well, that is what you have to decide. You get to determine that. You get to define it and then live into it every day. And every day you practice it, rehearse it. The grooves, this is biology. The grooves in your brain start to grow to support that behavior. And to the extent that you ignore the old behavior, let go of those old autopilot reactions and override them, those neural pathways will get weaker and weaker in terms of the hold they have on your life. Mm, so true. It's, and like you just said, it's like learning a new skill, a language, anything. It, it doesn't come easy. And that's why it's so rewarding. And the journey is part of that. You know, that's the appreciation. You feel proud of yourself. So 
everything you're saying, Bob, it does make total sense. But people, when you talk about this, are overwhelmed. They're, where do I start? Where do I take that first little step? And what what would, if people are listening now, because particularly after two years of COVID, you know, it's an opportunity for people to start something new, start fresh, re get rid of old habits that may not have been serving them so well. And, you know, 2022, it could be the journey that they connect with you or somebody else. Where would Where do they start? Where's probably the easiest place for them to go? Well, that's why I made the quiz because the quiz is it's 60 seconds. It doesn't cost them anything. It's multiple choice. There's very little thinking. It's right there. Click, 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 click. Boom. Here's your type. Here's the behavior that you may or may not be aware of. And here's what you can do instead. Here's how you can start the rewiring process. But here is the truth that a person who tries to go, and this is why the personal development industry has such an abysmal success rate, because no matter how good the material is, how good the teacher is, if it's up to you, to go through the growth process and you don't have support, if you don't have somebody to swoop in and see something differently than you can, then then through no fault of your own or defect of your own, you're going to come up against your own wiring. You're gonna be racking your brain for all the resources. And if you can't come up with something different to come up with a different way to be, then you're going to justify stopping. And, and oh my God, is your justification gonna be rational? It's gonna be reasonable, anybody buy it, because you got tons <laughs> of evidence to support it. But that's not how growth happens. It, growth doesn't happen through making excuses or reasons. It happens because you go through that discomfort. And like you said, the reward is so much sweeter on the other end. And let me just say this, just in case I don't get a chance to later, it's not about the end goal. Because the end goal, if you attach to the end goal, that also doesn't allow for growth along the way. Most of the time when you're going for something big and you're doing the things you need to do to think bigger and make that those bold actions, your vision is going to evolve. It's going to probably get bigger or it may branch off into a completely different direction that is even more what you're about. But you'll never have gotten there if you hadn't taken the first step, followed that journey. But if you attach, oh gosh, no, there's this great opportunity, but I said I was gonna do this, then you're, that's, you're missing the point. Your life is here to go through that journey. It's the journey. And, and I know that sounds cliche, but because the destination is going to change and the journey is your everyday, your everyday experience of life, then yes, the goal should be to make the journey the fun and rewarding part, the thing to be grateful for, the growth that you have, the lessons you learn, the people you meet. All of that is what we're here to do. And then, the, and then the bonus comes when we get to that goal or some version of it. But by that point, we're gonna have moved on to the next thing because now we know that we can grow. And by the way, it's what we're here to do. It, it is the nature of the universe to expand and grow. We're a part of the universe, a physical extension of it. If we suppress our own growth through these stories we tell ourselves, we're going to feel it. We're going to get depressed. We're going to get diseased. We're going to get angry. We're going to get resentful. All of those things that are everywhere because people do not feel free or able to express who they really are in the world and have made excuses for it. Yeah. And I think one of the big things from what you were just saying there is if you're so if you're so focused on a goal and an outcome of when you get there, you're actually not present. You're not in the moment. So you don't even enjoy it either, do you? And that's a gift, isn't it? Being present. Because this is when life is happening. It's right now, not in a minute. It's happening right now. Your life and everything about it is happening in this moment. The meaning you're giving it right now. Are you enjoying it? Are you almost there? Is this journey fun? Are you hating yourself? Are you loving yourself? What about the people? All of it's happening right now. And it's all happening because of your wiring. It happens in an instant. These dots are connected. You get input 
and it just researches your brain it, it, it references everything and comes up with a meaning and if that and then that meaning is going to drive what you do or say or not say or not do next and if that meaning drives you into behavior that is not getting you where you want to go or consistently keeping you in a circle it's time to change the conversation it, it really is and, and i think with so many distractions that being the ability to be present with a conversation like we're having now, or if people are listening and not getting distracted on other devices or people around, it's such a, it's becoming harder and harder. And um, I think the world mindfulness gets thrown around willy nilly these days, Bob, because there are so many definitions, but people just, do you find now with so many distractions out there that being present and just being able to focus on one thing is a really hard task for people? Absolutely. I mean, literally think about the biology of this. We're getting so much, so much information now that the, the generations before ours, you know, did not have, but our brain's got to hold that stuff. It's got to try and organize it. It's got to try to make sense of it all. And some of these things we're learning are so disparate, like completely different belief systems. And we're putting them in our head, trying to resolve them all. So think about what's going on biologically. It's chaos in there. So of course that's going to externalize as some kind of chaos for you too. That's why things like meditation and basic things that we've known for thousands of years are important, are important still today. And just because we've got ourselves in this conversation around, we don't have time. Hey, man, that's just the way it is. Okay, but you're going to be ruled by that belief system. You can program your brain to 15 years ago if you want to, but you can certainly learn a way to adjust to what's going on here find joy, figure out what's important for you to, to look at, think about. You don't have to take it all in just because it's out there, you know, because I know for my for myself, things like Facebook, you know, it got so crazy there a few years ago, all this stuff that I started making a, you know, an, an effort to just block every kind of post that in any way made me go, eh, right? Because this is my reality. And 90% of the more, way more, 99% of the stuff I see on that, I can't, I'm not doing anything about, right? It's either just going to upset me or I'm going to let it go, or it's going to make me feel much better for me just to not, I got other stuff to do. I got my life to live. I've got my creativity to express. And I may, there's stuff going on out in the world that I may never know about. And, and it's not a part of my reality. So does that, but, but other people make stuff a part of their reality that it doesn't need to be a part of their reality, just to because it's happening doesn't mean they need to know it and take it on. But this is stuff we've learned. We've we've learned that that's what the appropriate thing to do. Be concerned about everything. Know about everything. Have an opinion about everything. Otherwise, you don't. It's all nonsense. It's just somebody made it up. And a lot of people said, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I get that. But does it bring you joy? Does it bring you passion? Does it move you towards your goal? You got a limited amount of time here on this planet. What are you going to do with it? Where are you going to put your mind? And there is so much head noise around. And like you said, it's like keeping up with the Joneses. You know, we're, we're, we're so consumed by everything and we think we need to be on top of it. Really, though, you need to probably reduce half the things you worry about or consume and focus on the main things, you know, your health, your happiness, the people in your life, not doom scrolling, not people you don't know, not current affairs or news that isn't going to affect you because by consuming that, it's taking you away from those things that do bring you joy, like you just said, Bob. 
Yeah, people really, they, they can hear you say that and go, yeah, I get that and still do it because yeah. the wiring to do it is so deep that they will justify. It's like the whole thing about, you know, watching violent movies and that kind of stuff. People can rationalize it. And look, I know it sounds real prudish and look, I'll, I'm not a big violent movie fan, but a video game, whatever, over the top, bring it, you know? And so, but I'm, I'm aware that those images, that imagery, it will get in your head. And you can say all day that it has no impact, but it's in there. It's now in the pool of possibility of things that can happen, of thoughts that can pop into your head at times when you don't want them to pop into your head. You've really, because your brain is the most amazing, most powerful reality creator ever in existence besides whatever that created the whole thing in the first place. You have to be so mindful of what goes in there if you want to feel in control of your life. But if you just let any old thing in there and justify stuff that you know isn't about joy or love or passion or alignment, whatever it is, and you just do it anyway, then you have to be, you have to take responsibility for how your life is playing out. It is not because the universe is against you or anything. It's like you've got programming that guides you in certain ways that is not going to get you where you want to go. It's a, it's a very good point. Um, and I think it's like you just said, we can both talk about it, but actually not. And I think it comes back to well, people don't, no one's bored anymore. If we're bored for a second. And for example, I was doing a workshop the other day and People roll in, they don't know somebody and straight away, what do they do? Instead of sparking up a conversation, they'll just get their phone out. It's like a safety blanket. I think we need to go back to being bored to allow our minds to experience that again because they haven't for so long. Well, here's the thing though, that, that period of downtime of boredom is like the perfect time for reality creation. And this is not woo-woo. This is not metaphysics. This is biology. You've got downtime run the scenario of who you want to be in the world. You pick any any event either coming up or that happened where you want to be a certain way that you don't, don't normally be. And you get to rehearse that over and over, play it out with emotion in your mind. This is why we have our brain to imagine things that are not yet in existence so that then we can take the action to bring them there. But it starts with the thought. So we, when we're bored, we can imagine our ideal future, who we wanna be. This is the most productive use of your time you could have. Yeah, and it really is. And I think it's it's a habit and it's a habit that people need to be conscious about. So next time you, you're there and you, and you think, oh, I just need to start scrolling or I need to, I, I've, got to I've got to check in on everybody else going on in the world. Focus on yourself, be bored, look around. And I think you'll be surprised. And, and I'm sure you're the same, Bob. When you do stop and look around, everybody else is doing the same thing that you were about to do. Yeah, think, think about, when you think about who you want to be in the future, your ideal life. You got all the money, you got all the time, whatever it is you want. Ideal life. Is it part of your vision to scroll Facebook all day? Or are you going to be out doing stuff, living that life, being that person? Because guess what? Now's the time to do it. That's what's going to make that a reality. You, it's not going to happen. And then suddenly, you know, oh, I'm going to give up faith. No, you got to go be that person make the change out in the world, get the results, step into that way of being. And if that person does better things, that person in the future is doing better things with their time during the day than scrolling Facebook or Instagram, what are they doing? And go do that now. Yeah, 
Oh, that that is. I think that's the clip that people need to take away. That that is so important, and I think it starts with the way we talk to ourselves. You know that that positive self talk. Because I know you're huge on this, and I can't wait to explain about the biology and everything of it. But the way people talk to themselves, I would never ever say that to anybody else. Well, do you know what I mean? Like they put themselves down. They are so critical. They would never say it to anyone else, but for some reason, it's okay to say to themselves. So. Why do we do this? What, why, why are we wired to be so mean and cruel to ourselves? Again, we've just learned this behavior from, again, it could have been, you know, even in a loving family, we might have seen some conflict here and there. We've, we learn behavior from school. We cannot underestimate how we learn about relationships and responses from television and just, you know, fiction. Like, here's a great example. I have two daughters and they went through, you know, middle school and high school when, you know, Nickelodeon and all the Disney, all of those teenage shows, right? With all these ridiculous scenarios, dramatic girls, mean girls, all of this stuff, right? Just these scenarios for drum. drum and that's how they learn to be because they're, that, they, that's the behavior they're wanting to emulate. They don't even, they, they have no idea that that's not real and that it's not whatever. So that's how that happens. And so we just, if nothing corrects that course, we just stay that way and think that that's how relationships are. And so you carry drama around for the rest of your life because you think that's how it's supposed to be because that's what you learned at a very formative time. And and it's it's consumable. It's in your face and everybody else is watching it. So you need to. So what if you were, and this is probably a bit of a random question, Bob, but what type of show do we need to be creating for our kids so that, you know, they do learn all these positive, you know, positive psychology routines or, you know, things that they can use in their life. So they're not like those crazy TV shows or Hannah Montana or, or whatever you're talking about. Yeah, I, you know, I think that there's, a, with with the dawn of computers, et cetera, and, and the tools that are out there, I know they're, you know, the devices get a lot of, of, of grief, but they're also very creative tools. We need to just allow kids to be able to tap into and explore their creative potential early. Like when they say they want to be this, you cultivate the crap out of that because there's something inside them that, and it may not be that they're going to be the baseball player, but the dream of being a baseball player has lit them up and it's going to start them on a journey. And if you start telling them from the beginning, well, you know, that's kind of a lightning strike. You got to have a plan B or anything like that. Then that's what they <laughs> believe. And they're going to second guess every dream they have. But all the parent had to say was, yeah, well, great. Let's go for it. See what happens. I mean, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't, but let him take the journey and find out. So there's no resentment. There's none of that. They got to do it. Cultivating a child's natural creativity is the best gift we can give them, but the system is not set up for that. Yeah. And just thinking about that, I've got a, a much younger child than uh, what you do, Bob, but uh, do you think, and I see this a lot, that people that maybe not happy with their own life, you know, and then they have kids and they're probably the ones that may, you know, shoot down their kids' dreams because deep down they're resentful of maybe that they got the same reaction from their parents or that they haven't been able to live up to their potential or their goals. Absolutely. The cycle can, uh, uh, can absolutely continues left unbroken because why wouldn't it? Somebody somewhere has to wake up. And that's what's kind of good about where we are right now in sort of the conscious evolution because and things like the secret 15 years ago it really did introduce these types of ideas to people who would never have seen them before right that just not wouldn't have even contemplated 
creating your own reality or the idea that they actually have some control over the way they go. So I think that people are waking up. And again, my, my whole purpose in this career is to wake people up, to show them their autopilot behavior and show them that it can be changed. And the simple steps to change them. It's just learning like everything else. So what do you do when you learn something? You study and you study and you make the mistakes and then you take the tests and you get a score and then you adjust so you get better. Yeah, and and I think that comes down to you've got to put in the work though. Deep down, like we've just spoken about with everything in life, if it's worthwhile, it's worth putting the work in. And if you are listening and you've got kids out there and you want to be the best parent you can be, then it's all about embracing whatever they want to do and allowing them to dream. Because I think that's one thing, you know, dreaming is so important. If you don't have a dream or a goal or something outrageous that you're working towards, where's that passion to get up in the morning? It's the whole reason we're here. We're born with a dream. We're born as, as we grow, it shows itself. I'm interested in that. That makes me laugh. That lights me up. That is calling to me. We're born with that. And again, we're here to experience it. The universe has put us here to experience itself through these amazing human senses we have, the physical ones, the emotional ones, and all the ones we don't know that much about. So we're here to have the experience. We don't have to earn it. We don't have to be worthy. Boom, we're here. We got it. We got a brain. We got an imagination. We got the tools. All we got to do is feed it what we want to feed it. But unfortunately, we don't take control over that until much later, or if at all. Yeah. And it's probably one of those things that uh, when, you know, you're sitting on your deathbed that you look back and, you know, you've got some resentment and that's something that you don't ever want. Do you know what I mean? Like you've got an opportunity now to change. You don't want resentment, do you, Bob? Right. No, you don't want to be. That's a terrible scenario. Right. But but here's the thing. The reason people don't get started is because it's so freaking uncomfortable. See, we have we have shifted who we've been. I mean, if people are doubting, I don't know if I can change who I who I be. Just look at your life. I promise you, five, 10, 15 years ago, you were being significantly different in some areas. Life rewires us. Okay. Life, our experiences, the journeys, the battles, we get rewired just on autopilot. And, and it may not feel that good or whatever, but it's sort of effortless because we're just cruising through it. We are talking about being intentional about rewiring, which means we're going to bring up all our crap all at once. As soon as we start being bold enough with the dream, all that wiring is going to go, no freaking way. This is who you are. I got proof, right? And then the journey begins. So everyone has to just be ready for that and know that it's going to feel like it's impossible. But that's just nor it's normal it means you're human congratulations and you've reached that growth period that's exactly where you want to be because if you don't get uncomfortable you're not growing oh that that is so true so with all that being said the questions i've asked you today are probably ones that people ask you quite a lot do you mean and and the answer is it's hard it's not it's not going to be easy you've got to put in the work what do you wish a question people would ask you that you don't get quite as much. Do you mean that isn't sort of the the typical ones that I've thrown at you today? Is there something that you wish people would be more curious about when they spoke to you, Bob? Well, I guess because I've been talking about this now for a couple of years, as opposed to the law of attraction, you know, I'm, I'm really enjoying the questions I'm getting. They're all very reasonable. The ones that were driving me crazy were the law of attraction questions. Can I grow a fifth thumb? Can I get taller tomorrow? <laughs> that I'm serious. And then I'm like, okay, you guys are totally missing the point. And it was all about, well, my vibration and this and that. So really every question along this line is a delight to me because it's grounded in science that no one is arguing. Reams of documents of of things I could teach people about law of attraction, all the different nuances is down to one line. You can change your brain. 
That's it. Again, no one's arguing that. It's now it's just, well, what do I got to do? Well, the same thing you did to wire it in the first place, only consciously send it consistently new information. So let's figure out what that information is that you want to send it. And that's where coaching comes in and different opinions from other people and community and those things to help you grow beyond your energetic sort of comfort zone. Cause you're not going to, you're only going to be able to dream so big until it becomes like a fantasy to you and you won't give it any credence. But if you can just be shown that it, through biology and repetition that look, we're just learning something. It may take you four years to learn how to do this new thing. But after that four years, you get to do that thing for the rest of your life. Or you can sit around and try to attract knowing that thing without taking the act. That's never going to work. You know, so you either resign. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to take that four year journey because it would be too hard. So instead, I'm just going to mediocre my life away. I'm going to be resigned to this because the other would take a little too much effort. And I don't know for sure it's going to happen. And so I'm not even going to take the risk, that kind of thing. And that kind of, that's the kind of thinking that stops most people. I'm, I'm sure it doesn't. And by your living proof of exactly what you're talking about, because, you know, you had a fantastic career and you still do of talking about law of attraction and you could have kept doing that. Do you know what I mean? Whereas you've, you've changed because you, you you probably needed, like you said, you could have kept talking about it. You needed something new. You needed that excitement, that energy back. And you've done, you've rewired your brain in a way as well. Huge, huge. But it's not, it's not, I just want to clarify that it wasn't so much about, I just wanted something new. I wanted something that worked for people, like that they saw results and would stop beating themselves up and stop having their same conversation. I had a negative thought. I know better than this. I'm like, this is because they're focused on the law of attraction. This is why they're trying to get it right instead of themselves right. So this, this change of the conversation just makes it so much easier and faster for everyone. And truly, when you get this, like when you just truly get this, you will also see how the law of attraction really works and why you don't need to be messing with it. It's going to be, it's fine. You go do your thing. It'll do its thing. But you trying to force it to do it the way you need it to, it's all based on your wiring, your limited thinking, your ideas of what's possible and how it should be. That's what, that's another thing that slows people down. I'm going to make the universe do it my way. No, the, you're going here. Take the journey. Let's just see what happens. Just be this person consistently starting today. Take on those behaviors, learn, adjust, learn, adjust and see what happens out there. And then the law of attraction just is happening all around you without you even thinking about it. Mm, that's very true. And, and I think people sometimes, it's like New Year's resolutions. They, I don't know, I think by the 20th of January, I think 90% of them, uh, not, people aren't doing them anymore. And, and the reason is they set too big of expectations or too big of things to change. Whereas it's all about those little steps and celebrating the wins. I think this is one thing that people don't, you know, achieve things because they don't allow themselves to be celebrating anything they've done, Bob, until they get to that huge goal four years time. And is that yes. something you see a lot of? Oh, all the time. Yes. That's why I keep saying it's about the journey, celebrating every part of the journey, even the setbacks, because it's a vital part of the journey. You have to have those to learn the lessons to eventually be extraordinary. Yeah. And, and I think that is really important. And again, like we just said, it, can, it comes back to that word being present. And when you're present, you can celebrate the little wins along the journey. I think, I think that's brilliant, Bob. And I love that. And I'm, I'm sure people have, if they haven't taken something away from today, then they're probably not going to. And unfortunately that's where it's at. But um, 
where do we go to do the quiz? I'm a wizard. Um, other people, and, and I know you, there was so much information sent to me about, you know, how I can start transforming and rewiring and starting my journey. So for people listening, I'm sure they want to do the same thing, but where can they go? Okay, so the quiz is at tptquiz.com for transformation personality type quiz.com. And then, so they'll take the quiz, they'll get the results, they'll get the video and the PDF you did with some information about here's what you can do. And at that point, they can learn about how I work with people. We have the, a program called Evolve Your Excellence. And that's sort of the whole, you know, that's where we do it. That's where we get in as a community. We shape your vision. We go through the things you have things to do every day. It's very, it's very clear. And it's just, it works straight with the biology of the brain to get you rewired. Yeah, well, I, I love that. And so for people listening, this is episode number 259. I'll have links for the quiz and also uh, Bob's website on there. Um, and Bob, before I let you go, normally uh, when I interview people, they they need to fasten the people up, the, their voice speed and slow me down. But I think we've found a common ground here. We're both very energetic people. And I absolutely love that, mate. So thanks so much for being on the show. My pleasure completely.